Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello again, this is Sue Rose Minahan. Talk Cosmos, and today is September 14, and we're repeating this show next Thursday at 6 o'clock in the morning, and that will be the, well, 5th, 19th, 19th of September. And tonight's subject is really in Virgo, however, the full moon, which is always two weeks after the new moon. And that'll be to, was just yesterday, is the Pisces full moon, and the subject is Pisces full moon tensions. There's a lot of action happening, and we'll talk about that. And in fact, it'll be 21 degrees Pisces, 05. That's 05 minutes, and it occurs here in the Pacific time at 9:13 p.m. So that would be. About midnight, just after, it'd actually be on the 14th for the East Coast folks, which would be early this morning, just uh, 13 minutes after midnight. And it, conversely, if you're over in Hawaii, then it's going to be at 6.13, because it's three hours each way. This evening, we're speaking with Tara All from Los Angeles. And she's been on before. You can find all her information on the Talk Cosmos. And, in fact, her email is all at gmail.com. And she is an astrologer tarot reader in Los Angeles, as I said, working with the archetypes, loves them and does them as much as she can, and passionate about astrology, having studied it first here in Seattle with Laura Nalbandian for Evolutionary Astrology, and then with Adam Gainsburg's Soul Sign Astrology program, both still so prominent in our astrology world, wonderful counseling mentor teachers. And she speaks, Tara speaks quite a bit nationally, and at NORWAC, our Northwest Astrology Conference, the univ- it goes on and on. It's It's and even internationally at the Indian Institute of Oriental Heritage Annual, it's a long name, International Astrolog- Astrological Conference in Delhi. Astrology is a worldwide energy. And perhaps, of course, those that are familiar with astrology know that. And But just like the moon, the sun, and the full moon, it illuminates the world globally. And the last really important feature about Tara's industry with the astrology world, besides her consultations and teachings, is she is published in the illustrious Mountain Astrologer online, well, that's with astro.com, Infinity Astrological Magazine, Celestial Vibes, and last but not least, the residential astrologer and lead writer for Sage Goddess. So besides that, these are wonderful references to delve into and find out about more information Well, pardon my lengthy, but it really was necessary, introduction. And hello, Tara. (laughs) Hi, Sue. Thank you for having me. Yes. 
So we are contemplating this full moon that occurred yesterday or this morning, depending on our location on Earth as the Earth spins. And there's so many important elements about it, as we had mentioned earlier, just among ourselves, a prominent T factor, T square factor, which really pushes all those tensions, those working elements of hopeful resolution that we spoke about. Yeah, I I was looking at um, Frank Clifford's definition of a T square, and he calls it a a pressure cooker of energy, (laughs) edginess, or stress. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. So, Oh, he's so wonderful. I love that. So, yeah, so we're all in a pressure cooker, I guess is really the, the, the statement I want to make about that. <laughs> well, it, it is. And I'll, I guess I'll identify that it, we have the, you know, it is. And just to mention to the folks that when there's, we're in the month of Virgo, the full moon is the opposite sign. So it is Pisces. But in this particular uh, full moon, Pisces is right next to its uh, ruler, you could say, uh, well, the modern ruler, which is Neptune in its own sign of Pisces. And and in fact, it's square Jupiter, which is squaring the, the, this full moon, which was the ancient ruler. And it's in its own sign. So it's a lot of strong conversation. <laughs> Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. At best, yes. <laughs> I think like the whole theme is truth. That's for me what it comes down to. But I want to keep on going, Sue, because I think you're going to go somewhere good. Okay. Well, and, and I am remembering that the Virgo has a stellium of its own. And, of course, yeah. Mars is right next to it. And then, of course, we have Venus, Mercury. So there's a lot of – and as far as those archetypes, there's our thinking patterns, our heart patterns, um, our action patterns. But in Virgo, they need to kind of consider all the options. And it's not options, but it's the facts and what has, how to discern that information. So, but Pisces is more of a, I wouldn't say gut level, but intuitive mm-hmm. and not with that focus. So it's quite a... Not without focus at all, usually. Oh, right? thank you. I mean... <laughs> Well, I'll leave it at that. Lead on. <laughs> You've captured it. <laughs> yes. Well, it's interesting because I know you and I were just chatting beforehand about the Sabian symbol and and for for the the moon at um, we always round up for Sabian symbols. So the moon at twenty two uh, degrees Pisces is a prophet carrying tablets of the new law. A prophet carrying tablets of the new law is walking down the slopes of Mount Sinai. Yes. And what Dane Rujar says that really is about is what do you do after you have a peak experience? And so I was thinking about this, this sort of this opposition between the Pisces stuff and the Virgo stuff that we're dealing with right now that came with the full moon has a lot to do, I think, with how do we how do we use the spiritual and the practical, right? What do we actually do with the truth? And I was just going on about it a little bit. And I was just thinking that it's the two always work together. And to me, I I always think about, we always use the word spiritual beings, you know, and I always think that that is an absolute conjunction between Pisces and, and Virgo, right? The spiritual being the Pisces and the being being the Virgo, but I like, but I, but I like better being spiritual, 
And for some reason, for me, that rings a little bit more true. And that's, I think, in some respects, what we're looking at here. Virgo on its own, and I'm a big fan of astrologer from um, Australia, Ange Stoic, and he says the classic scenario of Virgo is an insistence on efficiency interfering with the effectiveness of what we're trying to achieve. And then with Pisces, we can have no focus or no system at all, right? What, what, what we do have gets lost in the ether or in the void. And so to me, in some ways, this opposition is all about, like, you may have access to truth. You may have peak experiences, like Jane Brugger says in the Sabian symbol. You may have these insights, but what the heck are you doing with them? And that brings us into Virgo land. And those two don't always play very well together, right? Because when we're in Pisces space, sometimes we don't want to worry about the details, right? We just want to be swept away. And so I think this, in some ways, is challenging us uh, to find a way to have these things really work together. It is. And then... It, uh, coordinated with that is Jupiter because it's toggling, <laughs> you could say, between these whole energies of our emotional moon with Pisces that or Neptune and then with all the Virgo mentality wanting action and trying to align things in a logical way. And so Neptune is saying, okay, what's the big uh, belief structure or what's the opinions or what's the ideas behind this? And I did clip out a few articles. I actually left them at home, called my husband, got the title. <laughs> so I can, some of the, you know, details here are a little lost in the process, right? But the interesting. <laughs> for a Pisces moon. I know, <laughs> it was. But the titles say quite a bit. And they were about two main areas that's so uh, focused and in a way brought forth that new moon energy because they happen to be around that time, because here at the full moon is a culmination. Okay, like, yeah. what did we do? Yeah, with the new moon. And two of them were about, well, children and education, and the other two were about environment. So the ones about education were, well, one was a little out of fear of, okay, if you're going to keep your kids home all the time, which is happening because of the environment and the neighborhoods, then they're going to get fatter. So that was a study. <laughs> and then the, which is their health, you know, I mean, it goes along with Virgo. And the other one was in Seattle where they have this huge windfall of, I think it was 3.8 million or maybe more, but it was a big sum of money. And for two years, they've been trying to figure out how to use it. And somehow through city council, they finally figured out they're going to do the underprivileged areas. And then they're going to do the young children, getting them started like, early in school and then later with the high school kids really help them get motivated so they can go on. So, and I thought, well, that's really Virgo in its strategic thinking process. And then just to illustrate how we're saying like it's so perfect with what you said is like, how do you get theory and practice sort of put together, <laughs> you know? And the last two about ecology was here in Seattle um, PCC, which is a food organization going on for the last 50 years. It sells kind of linked everywhere. But at any rate, they're changing their, their disposable cups from petroleum plastic to plant-based. Of course, everything will get more expensive. But, and, yeah. the, and the last one was that wetlands, as is known in science, but I guess they're pushing it again, are really the savior to ecology, you know, the ecological health of any place. So we shouldn't be covering them up. So I guess in my long mention here is threading that idea of the new moon, looking at the analytical basis of, of, of some of these factors, how, yes, there could be potential ideas that, 
that had to do with the collective of na- wild nature mm-hmm. or else putting it together with the details of how we're fixing things in some theory of, of, of Jupiterian ideas. But, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and don't you think it's unlike, and also Virgo in part is cleaning things up so we can get at the actual truth or the essence, right? So sometimes that's what happens. We The truth is there, but we have, um, or or whatever the beautiful thing is, nature, whatever thing we're talking about is, but you know, we've polluted it. So Virgo to me so much is, um, you know, Lauren Albandian used to say, I think it was her, she'd say it's always operation cleanup, oh, you know, in yes. some respects. I know, I so. just learned that deep, deep, deep down, I think in the blue hole out there off of... Um, the Caribbean that the divers go to at the very bottom, it's polluted with plastic. It's sunk down oh. there. It's just dreadful. So you're right. We have some ma- between, oh, then on a positive basis, over in Africa, many of nations have gathered together to build a big green belt along, I'm not sure just where my, I was told this, I didn't read it myself, but through two sources to stop the erosion of the Sahara to keep the green belt mm. going, which is just the opposite of what's happening in the Amazon. Yeah. 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 It kind of makes you feel, I don't know what you feel about this, but like even when I'm just sort of, I'm looking at the full, full moon chart in front of me and um, there's just sort of feel of um, almost like the higher realm or celestial or the collective conscious, consciousness, whatever words you like to use, almost, I know it's an opposition here, but finding a way to work together with earth, right. To make things better. I think that's part of what this is to me so much, um, you know, Jupiter in, in Sagittarius, I mean, it's not going to stop until it finds the truth. Right. Mm. I mean, and it's willing to fight for the truth. I like that. Um, yeah. And it's interesting because Jupiter in Sag is like, there's a personal, I mean, Sagittarius is personal truth. So in some ways, even though with Pisces, we're dealing with more of a universal truth, because this T-square, because it's Jupiter that is like the the release or the remedy point, if you will, there's something about us tapping into our own personal truths that um, then connects us with something greater. And I think some of that is that, you know, I can speak for myself, but it's like to get real with me, you know, like to get real with how I'm living my life and um, yes. and what's true to me, what has meaning to me, and then looking beyond me. But I think it's very hard. I think sometimes we try to, you know, jump to save the planet before we're actually kind of <laughs> jumping in to save ourselves, you know? So I think some External, of that is this, right? it's that, Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like that's where it, um, that's where it starts. And um, at least using the porphyry system that Jupiter in uh, Sag is in the eighth house. I yes. mean, that's a, that's, that's going deep, you know, that's digging in. It's like is. a miner going deep into the coal and finding to see where that diamond is, and it doesn't necessarily come easy. Good points. I think this is so wonderful and good to remember that really, essentially, it's about our development because this there's it all, it's a full moon, but it's picking up on that Virgo energy, which is all about our own development. Again, yeah, yeah uh, Rujar was in his great. Well, he says, you know, it's. Uh, transform yourself or be the transformed, however it's put. But it is that, you know, soul growth, self-fixing, you know. Well, yeah. And he talks about Virgo in particular, about being able to tolerate evolution as it's happening to you. 
you know, like mm. part of Virgo is having the patience um, and being able to sit with yourself literally as you feel. And we know how Virgo could be like a raw nerve ending, you know, it's, it's actually very sensitive to things, especially in the body. So as that's happening, you know, he talks about that and that, that, that feels very, um, I can feel that in myself. Do you I think it's that Virgo? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that Virgo oftentimes, you know, we have a tendency to just to focus on the, how it's critical, you know, or how it's a task, you know, always working, or we have kind of these narrow view of Virgo, but if we really think about them archetypally, think about Virgo actually being the container for spirit, think about what that energy is actually really like. Can you imagine, I mean, imagine taking this essence of what we are that is uncontainable, undefinable, and actually putting it into a container. Like, that's a lot to work with and feel and um, come to terms with in a lifetime. So I, I always feel that we just... We, we, we don't we don't focus on that enough about Virgo. Virgo, in my mind, archetypally, is the only reason why we have a structure that holds our that holds anything that is <laughs> spiritual at all. This is vital. I'm excellent points. We think of it as a mental energy, and by mm -hmm. mental, it seems like it's very linear. Whereas the real importance is this Virgo nurturing. Uh, well, a series, you know, the mother, the the, yeah. the the whole receptive energy. So it's absolutely true. Where where we nurture ourselves, you know, a series, it, it gets combined in different aspects as it illuminates or, or mm -hmm. truth. But that's very good. And when, uh, when I hear the word tolerate, I think to myself, it's really the access of Pisces going, you know, because those are energies that are out of our control, whereas the Virgo yeah. wants it. acceptance, right? The Pisces acceptance allows, I mean, because you can't have Pisces without Virgo, right? The, one can't show up without the other. Yeah, but the acceptance, polarities ex exist. But the acceptance and the allowance of Pisces is what allows Virgo to tolerate, you know, what's happening in the, in the human or, um, you know, the earthbound material experience. Yeah. as it's receiving something spiritual like that's a pretty amazing thing well that goes back to this sabian symbol and i will say to the audience there are two great books well there's several i love this one about dan ruchar that you mentioned but zodiac by degrees by martin goldsmith is a current one and then the famous long-standing one sabian symbols by mark and that's with a c edmund with a u mm -hmm. jones and this whole idea that it's external authority that's for the common welfare of enduring morality. I'm just pulling out words that yeah. he mentions. And, but that is the embodiment of that mountain, as he puts, mountain aspiration yeah. of yeah. any of us. So it's quite an um, uh, energy like, that you were just uh, bringing up of trying to Correct, I suppose, you know, this idea of the spiritual into the daily life Virgo of, of yeah. people. Mm. Yeah, I mean, literally it, it's being spiritual in every moment. I mean, it's not, it's not just feeling and knowing and tapping into, it's being it, right? That's, yeah. you know, and that's, and that's why we, we get craftsmanship through Virgo, right? Because Virgo is the ultimate expression of that, of that essence that we can't, I mean, I think... 
so yeah, so you could be brushing your teeth and doing it. You know, there's no that there's no place that you're not doing this. Right, because it's a daily, it's embodied. It's yeah. it's, it's yeah. right, everything. But I went into the star because it turns out that there's a fixed star that's also conjunct. It's at 22 Pisces, and it's called Markab, M-A-R-K-A-B. An Arab name means saddle, and it's in Pegasus, the the, um, constellation Pegasus. So generally what it, in a brief form, just so that then we can spring off of this, is that um, Pegasus was the son of Neptune and Medusa. Because of the fact that uh, Medusa, who had so many heads when her head was chopped off, which (laughs) was part of the mythology, the blood went into the ocean. Of course, the ocean sprung up Pegasus, which really seems like always the the perfection of of energies, you know, when it has flight and it could be the sun, it could be um, and the and the horse was reading about this until just really recent times predominant ever since neolithic times 12000 bc as means of getting around so the horse was was really the the name of the program how to get from a to b anywhere but the point being with this is that it means saddle and it's also the energy the anchor point, it's a saddle that can be ridden. Or the anch- if we think of it right now with Neptune and the moon, the mm. anchor point of where you can move or the point of steadiness of a moving object or, or the ability to maintain stability under pressure. There you go, the pressure cooker. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. well, you know what's fascinating? I don't know if it's related, and fixed stars have not been a big part of my study but you said this is Merkab, right m-e-r-k-a-b and well that's gotta yeah. be it's gotta be related to Merkaba. and is that another fixed star Merkaba. well no but a Merkaba is a 12-pointed star it's a sacred geometry shape that is typically oh, yes. known it, it is typically known as a tool for ascension and it's 12-pointed which would fit with pisces it's just very interesting to me how these things come together i mean it literally is a vehicle for ascension well, it does. It went on to great uh, reading because I had several books here that I was looking at. And the energy came back from, let's see if I can just, did I type up all these notes that I print? Okay, I did. It says it's associated with the square and it's foundational. And because of the fact that it really relates to the equinoxes, and the solstices, so it comes from the square. Oh. I mean, we're going all the way from Neolithic all the way up to science, and it's oh. a magical square, and, and these concepts of four. And so, yes, I can see because focused action, ability, knowledge, learning. Wow. Yeah, so it is interesting that that star okay. could yep, connect. Well, it, all those things that you just said, are conjuncting the moon in Pisces, like literally bringing like an earthy stability to that energy, right? You just- Correct, yes. So even further emphasizing this working together of Pisces and Virgo, and I I mean, actually just even adding more of of pieces to um, integrate. That's a really beautiful find with that fixed star, Sue. It is. It it's. I suppose gives purpose, doesn't it? A little bit more meaningfulness and meat to it. 
but it causes- or help or help to us because you know I feel like in some ways that's you know we're I mean the, the planets are part of us like everything is but we're made of stars so when stars get in the picture I feel like it's almost like it's a extra helper you know a little like an intermediary between us and maybe the the, the next level up so I like how you mentioned earlier because I'm relating it to this, is that really it's a matter of working with our world and ourselves, all this to, if I am going further with it, like a new step, elevating, because there's incremental steps with each of these energetic moments, which full moons and new moons are. And so from that standpoint, looking at from the Piscean way, because the moon is our emotional Mm -hmm. And the dream factor of the Neptunian energies of imagination that we're trying to transport ourselves, maybe like a horse, you know, off into the the ethers, but yet grounded because we're trying to ground ourselves through the Virgonian needs of of daily, uh, you know, development to. I don't know if you realized it, but you just totally illustrated Jupiter and Sagittarius, which rules horses as the thing that we're riding. So good job. Sue. Oh, good. Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, then we, I'm impressed. Well, we'll pick up on this because I'm just being notified. They have a couple of minutes, but we'll take it now and we'll take a brief announcement. And this is Sue Rose Minahan with Tara All Los Angeles, September 14, talking about the Full moon yesterday on the 13th. We'll be right back. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Virgo. By leaving a cycle based on the creative manifested legacy of our highest creative form, the energy of Virgo completes the last sign below the horizon of the self and requires discernment to perfect oneself through the mental process of critical analysis. As a mutable earth sign duly ruled by Mercury, Virgo refines, heals, or fixes through daily routines, developing skills and services to control nature's chaos and maximize efficiency. Hi, this is John Foster, astrologer and software developer, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we understand how to implement our free will through the cosmos. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Hi again, and welcome back. This is the 14th of September with Tara All from Los Angeles. And again, you can go on to Talk Cosmos and find out how to locate Tara. And also, these shows are on Podcast One now, which is wonderful. Just go through iTunes and you'll see all the archives. And you can subscribe, too. Well, Tara, we've been talking about the Pisces full moon yesterday, and I'm thinking... Anything you want to... Oh, since I brought up the uh, mythology of Pegasus, I will bring up this one factor, and that was that in the mythology, later, 
and I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but Bellrofen, that's B-E-L-L-E-R-O-P-H-E-N. He was a warrior, really successful, and he decided he was going to ride Pegasus up to the heavens and become a god. But (laughs) Zeus said, no, don't think so, and bapped him off. So it means really that you can have honor, but possible destruction through your own arrogance. Mm -hmm. So that kind of says also everything isn't quite uh, as we dream, possibly. We need to look at other factors. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the chart. Oh, I know. I'm thinking, too, with this full moon, because what's so prominent with the nodes, the lunar nodes in Capricorn and Cancer, and, of course, the north node is being, the moon rules Cancer. And so Mm -hmm. right now, this full moon, in a sense, is helping the nodes because it's either sextile or trine, sextile as a connective energy or trine as a supportive energy. So the south node, which is in Capricorn, is actually supported by the sun with all its planets, mm-hmm. you know, in Virgo. And then the moon that's talking to the north node that we want to go to, <laughs> you know, is is supporting that, but it's connected to some extent. So that's an, I don't know what thoughts you have about that. No, I'm still excited about your your image of the riding the horse. I have this image of this horse having to like go down deep and true until it finds its thing. So I've that's for some reason when you said that, like the whole chart kind of had this little um, you know visual aspect to it, and I feel like it's true. And like and then with all these pieces, um, the thing about with a horse, like you got to get on and ride, you know. Um, and I think this is part of it too, like that Jupiter keep coming back to this Jupiter and Sag because I feel like it's such an important piece um, in relieving the tension of this T-square, but that Sagittarius as an archetype is like, it rules the thighs and the hips. It rules the the muscle that moves you somewhere. Do you know? It's not right. enough to just, yeah. I mean, it's, and, and it's not enough to just uh, sit and think about it or dream about it. You know, there needs to be a real experience with it. And oh, so I, I like feel it. like yeah, so doesn't it feel a little bit like an invitation? All these little things feel like lined up and it's almost like an invitation. Like, do you want to hop on and go? And everyone won't want to, but some people will want to. I feel like sometimes these things are um, energetic portals. And for whatever reason, when you mentioned the horse, it had that feel to me. It's like, wow, like we really, the whole universe, I feel, is in some ways, and you backed it up with this support for the South and North Node, um, in some ways, lending its support so it's exciting it makes me i'm not sure what i like and then this challenges me and then i suppose all of us to what might we do with that like what does it mean for you versus me sirens are coming through my area right now it always happens (laughs) like right it's like at this key point like i'm talking about getting on a horse and now the sirens are coming (laughs) they're uh, the bugles are blaring yes yeah yeah there's no avoiding it (laughs) Um, I'm, I got to call myself out on something, but you know, I actually, that's what I mean. What do I need to call myself out on and stop fussing around? Like stop doing the Virgo thing, which is over obsessing, trying to get it just right. Stop doing the Pisces thing, which is avoiding it, you know, or getting, you know, lost in the clouds with it. And what do I actually need to face and hop on my horse and do something about? And I think that's, you know, to me, that's what I feel like my personal invitation is in this, 
in this chart of things. So thanks for adding the horse. It adds something strong for me. I love this. And be, and it makes me remember that Jupiter is a centaur. And so, of course, you know, yeah. and pointed towards a galactic center. And most, inter- yeah, you know, yeah. which it may be that jumping on the horse isn't something, I mean, it has a goal, right? I mean, if we're riding a horse, we're going somewhere. So it's a journey. And it yes. could be, well, that it could be directed because there is the equinox coming up and mm. not long in a couple of weeks. And then after that, there will be Sagittarius finishing its year course, and it'll be at the galactic center. But that mm-hmm. reminds me, Adam Gainsburg has mentioned, because I, I also love his teachings, <laughs> you know, that you obviously do too. And I do. And he has reminded one that there are these portals, as you mentioned, I love the word portal, gateways, energetic moments in Virgo, because that is a mutable sign just for the audience yeah. of of squaring and tension, at, and that's a six, 90 degrees, you know, it's an astro, astrological factor that we look at, and it, to the Sagittarius Galactic Center. So we, there's actually oh. stages involved, which I have not quite detected. I mean, I have them written down, but just we could feel that too. I think there is going to be a series of, of experiences, as you say, of these mm. urges that we want to resolve that are kind of pushing us or uh, supporting us. I'm trying to say it in a positive way instead of kicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, well, because it is positive. I mean, sometimes to get where we need to go, we have to get uncomfortable first. You know, that's just par for the course, right? So sometimes this can be, you know, what's one thing that you makes you uncomfortable that you're willing to actually... Well, move forward with because that that's where the momentum will really build and it really and, and mm, go ahead no no i was just gonna say and sagittarius is great energy for that because it really can boost your confidence you know and to help you trust yourself to say yeah i can go further even if i don't know where i'm going oh important message because what i was going to say is that with virgo that we're meeting our limitations and that's why yes. we want to expand and have this development. So the very fact that you added the confidence of Jupiter and that also um, gives more clarification with the supportive energy. So it will give us courage. That's yeah. excellent. Yeah. And when, and when, when each of us, you know, is willing to put our weight down, um, and our own truth and go forward with that courage, that's is really what most encourages other people to do the same. And that's when we start to then move in a collection, you know, collective way. I think it's a really our only hope for change, right? It doesn't come from some big lofty plan of what we're gonna do. It comes from the small, real things that we change every day. I agree. And looking at this also, there's a certain just by sign, I'm trying to think if that's a yacht or not but anyway as far as here on the west coast where you and i are located so we're looking at the chart based as astrologers do from their vantage point in order to figure out what truth they see and so we have the moon in the 11th house and it's in cancer and then the the square of jupiter it's in the uh Oh, it's in the eighth house. I missed that. The moon's in Pisces. Yeah, the moon's in Pisces. Rule that it's it's a Pisces moon. Okay, then what am I doing that's wrong on this? Okay, a lot. That's okay. 
Maybe there's something good in there. Well, okay, then we'll just stick to houses. <laughs> I would write yeah. that out. All right. It's, <laughs> we're thank you. Well, we're writing along. Very good. The 11th house, the 8th house, and the 5th house. Those are the houses. Yeah. The energy. I was just thinking. Fixed. They're all fixed. Yeah, that's right. They are set. Those are, they are, but immutable signs. So Yes, it's, it's funny. You know, <laughs> so we're trying to... To see a new horizon, maybe as we, as we're going through this 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 set well, experience. Mm-hmm. Or what about so mutable energy is trying to get a new perspective, right, or a relative perspective? Yes. It's trying to see, and it actually, and it wants to move. But what if the fixed houses are trying to make us stay, but to see more where we are? Because the the thing about mutability is the tendency is to always want to move on. Yes. But but what if this is all about getting more right where we are? which would merge that mutable energy. You know, it's almost like exploring the space you're in thoroughly before you try to move to the next level. You know, it's like video games, right? You don't, it's like you can't level up until you like complete the whole round. I wonder if this is part, part of that energy. That really rings bells with me. I know that I have a tendency to jump forward a lot, but yet the mm-hmm. need and the satisfaction in concentrating on just really plowing through clearing up some really old projects for lack of other word that yeah might put a nice spin on them and yeah if, inner inner and outer projects you know yeah well Both. i have like my website and i've got <laughs> you know i mean some really basic things that i'm which i might say what i'm really looking for is for people to be able to subscribe with a simple little button on my website and so they can cool. get all the new talks at a simple little in their email so that'll be exciting but it is taking some energy just one but i can't yeah. do that and go to iceland at the same time <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm dreaming yeah. of, wouldn't that be great but um, yeah it's just interesting this idea of mutable with sticks together is um i just can think of so many different scenarios of how that looks you know you imagine like a little child that's running around like crazy but can't but is, is like in a um you know, those little uh, corrals, right? Like, you know, it's like tons of movement in a small confined space or whatnot. And, but I think about uh, what can actually happen in those areas too. And I think maybe some of this is trying to get us to say that, hey, that mutable energy is awesome, but if you're not actually doing something with it, something valuable with it, there's a loss, you know, there becomes a lot of waste. And this is one thing I think about, I have a lot of mutable energy in my chart. So I'm speaking from my personal experience. I can be very wasteful with my energy in many different ways just because I kind of going over here and now I'm over there, I you know, moving all around. And so this is about, I think, in some respects of, okay, so you've got all that great energy, you're learning all those great things, but just back to our sapiens symbol, what are you actually doing with it? Yeah, focus. Excellent. Eighth yeah. house, focus. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. It rings totally, absolutely true with me. And I just remembered I have a little... Well, she's a niece, but she's a the niece, the child of a niece, and she's just going to kindergarten. And when you said, <laughs> I, I thought of that classroom with all those little five-year-olds running around, all yeah. that mutable energy, but they're there to focus. They're there to yeah. learn something. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's just interesting. It's like, I, I always feel like this about Gemini. This Gemini energy itself to me always feels like this. It's a big exploration in a small space. You know, it's not big like Sagittarius. And so... And I have South Moon and Gemini, so, you know, I'm, I've got a lot of that program. I am a Gemini. Yeah, so we know. I, it's super awesome. But at the same time, sometimes 
you know, two things need to happen with Gemini. Sometimes you have to stop just doing everything and pick a focus. And sometimes you have to get out of the small space and get into a bigger, scarier space, which, you know, Gemini can be super curious and confident in what it knows, but it's not always confident when it's in a big new space. Well, that goes back to the Sabian symbol of 22 degrees Pisces. And just to remind people, we spoke of Tara All and myself spoke of this earlier because it is the symbol of the full moon. And as Tara mentioned, we rounded off from 21 degrees because it's a few minutes afterwards, it's 22. So anybody looking it up, and, yeah. and, and what it says is understanding deeper, well, there's many descriptions of it, but this particular one by Martin Goldsmith, Zodiac of Degrees, says understanding deeper aspects of existence. So this whole idea yeah. that we're doing, go kind of reflecting in different manners, but perhaps with Jupiter in Sagittarius, <laughs> eighth house here, toggling between all these yeah. trim- yeah. Yeah, riding his horse, trying to figure out how to go, is saying we've got to look underneath. We've got to really dig yeah. and and connect. And yeah, and the other is some key words were mandate, which was yeah, I saw that too. Hmm. So it's either it's, it, it, when what, what does that word mean to you? Like it's interesting. Like we say a I mandate know. or mandated, well, but I've I realized like I don't use it that well, often. Well, Mark Edmund I've Jones, been... he does try to explain it because I too went okay. So mandate that means like is that a marquee like in a billboard that you look at or, <laughs> or what? But it says if positive, and this is relating of course to this to Moses or the the man walking down with a tablet, um, self-sacrifice, determination, furthering ultimate uplifting of all men. Because that's the idea is we're getting the truth. And it is a sacrifice in a sense, but determined. Or if negative, and there's lots of examples these days with various (laughs) leadership, self (laughs) Self-exploitation and impenetrable egotism. So your wow. way is the highway, no matter what type thing. Yeah. Because, you know, as this word of wisdom's going in the biblical stories to the, to the general population, people were a little bit excited about just continuing on their ways and not listening up, you might say, to the words of wisdom. Hmm. And so that's just on a personal level goes back to what you had said earlier. Where is it in ourself that we're maybe not in such a judgmental way because, again, it's that pillar of mercy and, and judgment, mm. but really just looking as far as our dreams and our, our ideas of what we want to manifest. And I don't know if manifest, but just yeah, could be. No, I think it is because Sagittarius is so much about like the, you know, the, the true path of yourself. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's all about the natural truth, natural law, natural truth. That's that's in every, but also that's within you. And so there's like there is a, a, a very a joyfulness to coming back to that natural truth because you can sort of let go of some of the lies. And I don't mean lies. I'm not trying to say it in a judgmental way, but just the things that haven't been true, haven't yep. been true to who we are. Authentic, yes. Yeah. And it does take moments to decondition, and that gets back to mm. the whole south node that we're going through for the next nine months in capricorn yeah. right at the middle it's 15 degrees right at that teeter-totter point 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. With the Pluto and Saturn. I mean, there's just this, there's no question that everything that we built up that we think has become solid and strong and that we think is respectable, you know, all these great Capricorn words, like, yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out how stable it is. Yeah. And, and for good purpose, even when we think of earth itself and Virgo is an earth sign, it's made up of, because of all the organic debris the leaves the trees the the animal everything gets made into earth dirt and so things need to fall apart and organically get mixed to seed other things yeah yeah it's just and and really um how that process goes for all of us uh, is really really about what our what our perspective is about it, you know, and I think again, that Sagittarius helps us to see more, helps us to see a bigger view. You know, it's easy to get stuck in a small way. So I think that's another helper of this Jupiter and Sagittarius. Um, you know, it's easy, easy for us to look at some of the downsides of Jupiter and Sagittarius, you know, the self-righteousness and some of these pieces, but I mean, some of the helpful things, which is, Hey, see the bigger context, see the bigger picture, which gives us freedom, you know, freedom to sort of get out of our, our little tight mindsets, which hold us back. Like that's what keeps our horse tied up in the, in the corral versus actually being out you know, to Ooh. run into new, to new lands. Oh, you pull it together. I, <laughs> I, I love, I love horses. So, you no, know, me too. I have a, in fact, I have a beautiful white one that was from Iceland on oh. a doorway. And there's just something about that marvelous horse. And then when I was reading about mm. this, of course, the white horse so and that is often part of it when you said perspective it made me remember it's a full moon there's all that light Mm -hmm. yeah giving that illumination and in a full moon to its awareness looking at ourselves across the way our ego our how we've putting it all together and linking up those emotional parts yeah yeah, and I think there's so much anytime, you know, the, the, the sun and moon together are always an interplay of the, the day and the night. Um, but at the, at the full moon, you know, it, it is that moment of oftentimes seeing things that you weren't willing or able to see before. So there is just this, you know, whether we like that or not is sort of a different conversation. But there is a lot of potential to become aware, to reveal, you know, what is actually happening or has been happening. Um, which we know these energies like truly, I mean, Neptune and um, Jupiter both are very much about the truth. You know, they have slightly different ways of, of going about it and revealing it, but there's no question, you know, that it's truth. And Virgo, for heaven's sakes, it's all about getting down to the pure essence of things, which is its own version of truth. Yes. So, you know, there's this sort of <laughs> think about with immutable energy. Um, it's easy to sort of twist and contort things. You know, so maybe some of this is like revealing how we've done that. Maybe how we've bent things a little bit too much. You know, it's like when you like, a, what's the word we say when you like stretch the truth or whatever, you know, you, you, we do these things all the time and then Exaggerate. they, yeah, or just, you know, bend or distort. Move and we, we, yeah. All those are all good words, but eventually, you know, that thing starts to become this new shape and if that shape is not in integrity, right, eventually it's going to fall apart. And that's another thing with mutability, especially Pisces. You know, the truth comes through the dissolving of what wasn't 
um, yeah, maybe tr- true to begin with. Maybe this goes back a little bit to one of these mythological stories that involve Pegasus, because here you have the uh, warrior uh, who wants to perhaps uh, fulfill himself as a god, mm-hmm. you know, be the all of everything. And so mm-hmm. what we're saying is, is that how are we tempered? How are we aligning our great goals? Are we just doing it serving along with that Virgonian emphasis to develop ourselves, which ultimately wants humility and and service? To, yeah. Know, also. Yeah, I mean, it's this thing's interesting. Like it's it's personal and it's impersonal at the exact same time. And that's always true. That's sort of what we're doing as human beings. Perhaps, too, that relates, at least here on the West Coast, it's in the 11th house, that moon of detachment. Uh, I mean, it's generally ruled by, naturally, by Aquarius, and that is elevated, and it's in order to get a, gain a perspective, as you had thought, you know, and and especially with the moon, where we don't have to get so embroiled, it's (laughs) totally personal. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the moon is, like, sewed on to you, like, you know, like your own skin. (laughs) I love that expression, sewed (laughs) on. That is excellent. (laughs) Well, so on... One side, there are tensions. There's support through the tensions, but it, it really is a perspective of, and a process, a journey, you could say, a process, a journey, all these factors. It's not something that we just click on tomorrow and it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's part of the struggle sometimes where it seems like, oh my gosh, where's the end result? You know, why can't we just, because partly with the South Node in, in Capricorn, we expect that. It's like, okay, we can yeah. put everything in a box. Yep. Yep. Right? But now the box is exploding. <laughs> well, not. Yeah. No, it is. And I think, and it's also a false sense of control. You know, that South Node in Capricorn is we've got things under control. We've got things under control. No. I mean, that's a, that's a false understanding to begin with, but I think we're starting to see more and more, at least here in the United States, how that's, you know, it's not. <laughs> oh, well, this gets me back to Neptune because really in alignment with spirit, when one can coordinate, because people talk about serendipity, they talk about uh, coincidence, but the fact is, is that when we're aligned with our spiritual self of, of, of you know, deconditioned and, 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 yeah. and that, that we do actually, oh, we have a few minutes here, but I'll finish my sentence nonetheless. But um, yes, I was just saying that that it is in, in tandem with the spiritual world. In other words, you make your plans and then life goes on. But somehow the life is supporting and connecting. It's when we feel the yeah. light, you know, universe is supporting us. Well, yeah. And then when that happens, then the Virgo thing just hums along because we're, we, we truly are in alignment. Do you know? And so what's happening above really happens below. Yes, the hermetic that's, 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 Yeah, I mean, it's a magical thing, but you have to be in that, you need to be in that flow. You know, it's, the, it's, it's, not, it's not about hard work. I'm not saying that we shouldn't work at things, but it's more about the alignment and the overall uh, and being in that flow. Well, this is really 
um, positive and because of the fact that the energies are conducive, I mean, they are sextile and trying, like we said, to the these other harder aspects at this moment as we're cycling around on the earth, that that if we just really concentrate on, by concentrate, focus on the fact that it's not just our method of jumping on our horse and flying to the moon or the stars mm. or heavens, <laughs> rather, but it is working with spirit and, and seeing those signs or those, that, that, that communication as it comes into us you know, to kind of yeah. shift our way as we go through. I do need to mention that next week on the 21st, we have June Rose Trimbach, who has been on before, and we're going to be talking. It'll be Virgo, but we're so close to the equinox that we're going to be working on some of those energies as we prepare. And tonight we are speaking with Tara All from Los Angeles. And Tara, what is your website for people uh, it's taraall.com t-a-r-a-a-a-l.com well i remember in the phone books when a started everything off <laughs> you'd have it down yeah, it goes one. One, or, one or two ways i'm either always first or last depending if they reverse the alphabet or yeah. the forward one. and if people can't remember whatever just go to talk cosmos all our guests are listed and you can listen to this on Podcast One, go through iTunes, lots of good ways to connect. And we are still talking about this Pisces full moon that happened yesterday or early this morning on the 14th or the late on the 13th. And it's 21 Pisces, 5 degrees, and that would be the 22 degree in the Sabian symbols. Or as we said, it's conjunct this amazing fixed star Markab, M-A-R-K-A-B, that's this saddle so we're talking about pegasus and connecting our dreams and we only have a couple of minutes so tara i'm going to let you if you have some oh final things no i don't know i'm i don't have anything in particular i this has been um it's always a pleasure but this one in particular was a visually exciting (laughs) which is which to me but you know what it's so fitting right because what is i mean moon and pisces come on if there's if there's going to be anything that's going to be visually colorful and imaginative it's going to be pisces so you know i'm happy that it showed up that way it's always fun when you can see uh, energy kind of play out in a real moment and so it was a it was a pleasure to experience this with you yeah so that brings me to thinking too for anybody that has anything in Pisces in an orb well to a well of course to 21 um, degrees Pisces is pretty close and that would have also that fixed star but these energies are going to be important if they're even from oh gee well as far as the moon goes all the way from 18 to 20 all the way pretty wide you know in Pisces yeah yeah well, thank you. It's a just absolutely fantastic, and I we love our audience. We you're all fantastic, and Tara and I will reconnect at another point in time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.